Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio on the CBS and Play It Network. And as always, I am excited about who we have on our show today. And today it is Hall of Famer and founder of numerous businesses. And actually, uh, this guy is a legend in the world of football. His name is Fran Tarkenton. You know who he is. But when you talk to him, he'll tell you he is an entrepreneur first and always. Even though he had 20 successful years, almost 20 successful years, in the NFL where he played as quarterback, and he has Super Bowl rings. He's in the Hall of Fame. He'll tell you that his biggest success was in business. And even when he first started out, in between seasons, he would go to work, and he started his entrepreneurial venture uh, working for other companies, learning how they work. Today, he has multiple businesses anywhere with, uh, with revenues of a million dollars up to about $150 million. Fran, welcome to the show, and I'm really excited because you've got a new book. That's what we're primarily going to talk about today. Well, shout to all of your listeners out there. It's a pleasure being with you, and you're doing such great work uh, for entrepreneurs all across the world and talking about customer service. And, 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 and at the end of the day, what we're, what we're doing is we got to please our customer. we got to focus on our customer. As a quarterback of the National Football League, I, I focused on my teammates. My mission was to make my teammates better. And, 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 and that's what drove that and, and what you're driving in customer service is, 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 is the same thing. And and our book here that you're so nice to let let me talk about, I, I've written a lot of books. This is the one that that stirs my heart, because it's the one that's 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 the most meaningful. And it's t- entitled is titled the power of failure, succeeding in the age of innovation. People don't want to talk about failure, Shep, because I'll, everybody we all want to be a winner. And if, how can I be a winner if I'm a loser? Well, failing is yeah. not losing, Shep. Uh, failing is, uh, for me, my biggest failures have led to my business, business uh, biggest successes. I have always f- failed. If you're not pushing the envelope, if you're not, if you're not doing things, uh, then then you're not going to learn. And and most of the things that I've tried in my life don't work. But they lead me to the next. I learn from that, and I and I get closer to something that will work. Right, and I think and what so you that's just what the said. Whole book's about. Yeah, perfect setup. You said most of the things I've tried don't work, but they lead you closer. And the point is, is you've tried a lot, but I'll tell you the successes that you have way overshadow the failures that it took to get there. You know, before we jumped on today, we talked briefly about Thomas Edison. Yeah. And uh, do you remember what his famous line is? Oh, I, I, I remember, I, you know, I, I've, I've read a biography about Thomas Edison, and I remembered this. Uh, he was asked uh, by people, you, uh, you, you must have, how long did it take you? Uh, you must have made a lot of mistakes. You must have failed a lot. Uh, what do you think about it? He said, well, I failed a lot. He said, I had thousands of failures. I had 10,000 failures, he said. And they said, didn't that discourage you? He said, No. It just, it just, I knew I was one step closer to getting that light bulb to be a light bulb and to create light. And when you think about the, the, the great people of medicine and all the failures they have in trying to find 
cures for the diseases that, that devastate us, the cancers and everything else. And they're relentless, and they keep pushing, they keep pushing, they keep getting closer, they keep learning. It's what life is about. And think of this, Shep. I played in three of the first 11 Super Bowls. That's pretty amazing. And I lost in those Super Bowls all three of them. I had losses in the biggest state event in the, in, in the world. It was then, and it is now. Where hundreds of millions of people are watching you fail. And I learned from the failure uh, of losing those Super Bowls. I learned from the failure of losing games. I did not learn from winning games. When I'd go and we'd win a game, a championship game, a playoff game, or a regular season game, I'd go out to dinner with my friends and uh, by my teammates and, 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 their, and their wives, and we would high-five each other. We'd talk about what the great catch was, the great run, the great victory, how good we were. If we lost, I didn't go out. I stayed in my, in my house, and I got the old-timey film, film projector out, and I looked at all the things that went on and all the mistakes that were made and said, what didn't, I, what didn't I do? How did I not prepare? What did I miss? What did I not see? And from that, I got better. I, 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 I learned from the failure. I have never learned from winning. I learned from failing. And you know what else? You also learn from the risks. I know you took risks. And let's go back to those early football games. You were one of the first. I mean, they put you in, and I believe you threw uh, three touchdown passes, but you also scored a touchdown. You did something that most quarterbacks don't do. You scrambled. Well, uh, you ran. Yeah, uh, that's a very good point. We played in, in my rookie season, nineteen sixty-one. We were what they call a, a new expansion team, which meant uh, we had no history of football. We got we got to pick three players from the other teams in the league. They froze 34 of their players. We had to pick three of the bottom six. New franchise teams, the Dallas Cowboys, the year before, never won a game. Nobody ever won a game. And here I am, a 21-year-old quarterback, uh, playing for the Minnesota Vikings, and we played an exhibition game, our fourth of the year out of five, against the Chicago Bears. And they were the, they were the power team of that era. Their owner was also their coach, and he was also their general manager, and he, their owner, George Hallis, was the founder of the National Football League. They were the gold standard. We played them in an exhibition game two weeks before the season, and they beat us 45-7. to 45-7. to seven. They beat me to a pulp. I was a pocket quarterback, and, and, and yet I couldn't be a pocket quarterback because my linemen weren't good enough to keep them out. And so I was getting sacked and sacked and sacked, and I – you cannot throw very well from the seat of your pants, and we got demolished. And I came back home from that. I watched that film. I said, I've got to change how I play because in two weeks' time, we're going to play the Chicago Bears again, Skip. Same team that just pummeled us. So I, it's like run, Forrest, I run. Changed, you see him coming. I run here. for my life. I became a scrambler. It was by design. I looked at that film. I learned from all the, the breakdowns we had, the mistakes we made. And guess what happened? We played the, them in a historic first game. I will go on to say it was the biggest upset in the history of football. We were 28-point underdogs. We went out and we beat the Chicago Bears 38-13. to And I completed 17 of 21 passes for 247 yards. I threw for four touchdown passes and ran for another, all because of learning from the failure two weeks ago. Wow. So you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off, 
And uh, a friend of mine, W. Mitchell, who's had terrible things happen to him in his life, terrible accidents. He was in a terrible motorcycle accident, which burned most of his body. Then he's in an airplane that basically comes down hard and uh, an emergency landing, and it snaps his vertebrae. Now he's in a wheelchair. And this is what he says. It's not what happens to you. It's what you do about it. That's it. And, you know, that's, that's the way failure is. If failure is uh, a gift. And there, there's a lot of power in it. So why is it necessary to fail as part of this innovation process? Because we're in the greatest time to start businesses, to grow businesses that I've ever seen in my lifetime, and I'm sure you agree with that. It's the best time to be an entrepreneur. And, and, but, but most entrepreneurs are starting out, they've got to change the way we think. You got to innovate. You got to be creative. We got to get smarter every day. We got to push the button every day. We got to focus on the customers you talk so much about. And if and, and and we do that, we've got to we 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 we've got to be smarter and learn. And and so I say you got to fail faster. Right, and because you got to be a little scrappy business. there too. You got to you got to do things that you know you maybe I wouldn't say ever ever do it on the on the cheap, but you got to work hard. You got to work smart, and sometimes yep. you're on a budget. Uh, a lot of these entrepreneurs that are starting out, they're starting out because they've been let go. They've been fired. They've yep. been laid off. They no longer have jobs. They have been put into a failure mode by virtue of feeling that they didn't succeed where they just were. The reality is they are given a gift, the gift of opportunity. The gift of opportunity and, 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 and the thing about it, in every as a football player, I'm a Hall of Fame football player, it, my – I was willing to fail, not willing to fail, but you're going to have failure. You know, if you if you complete fifty percent of your passes, you're you're a great quarterback. So you're going to have fifty percent incompletions. You you you've got to own the failure and not be and not think the failure is making you a loser. The only way to learn from experience, if you will, and I call experience the, the experience that doesn't work, failure. You have to own that failure. If I blamed my offensive line for my Super Bowl losses, oh, they didn't block well enough, the runner didn't run well enough, the defense didn't play well enough, the coaches didn't coach good enough, if I blamed it on somebody else, I will not learn from that. I've got to own the failure myself. Everything we try doesn't work. Most of the things we try in marketing it doesn't work. And and But if we own it and acknowledge it and look at it, then, then we will learn from that, and we will be able to serve our customers better. We'll make our products better. We'll make our customer service better, and and that's by being attuned to what we do. And it's it, it is, is a gift, and it is a power. And if someone, whether they're coaching football or a teacher or an entrepreneur, if they don't really understand and embrace failure, and the power of that failure, the gift of that failure, then they will. They will not reach anywhere near where they want to be. Right. So when we come back, we're going to take a short break. But when we come back, it's one thing to learn about failure. It's another thing to deal with the failure. I want to talk about how you deal with the failure. How did you deal with those incomplete passes? How did you deal with those losses? We'll be right back. Everybody, you're listening to Amazing Business Radio. My name's Chef Hyken. Don't go away. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. 
You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep Hyken here back on Amazing Business Radio. We're talking to Fran Tarkenton about his new book, and it's all about failure and, and embracing it. So here's my question for you, Fran. You're the quarterback, and for whatever reason, you choose to throw three passes, and all of them are incomplete. Yep. The guy comes out to punt the ball, you know, you're done. And now the next series of plays that you're back on the field, what are you thinking about? Are you thinking about the three that you just missed? I mean, what is your mind saying? How could you not be thinking about it? Number one, I didn't ignore the notion that I missed the passes. I didn't ignore the the, the situation that I got the pass was intercepted. I came off the field, went on the sideline, and we had pictures of, 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 of plays and defenses and, and their setup. And I look at those pictures and I said, oh my goodness, I misread the defense. I didn't, you know, I should have looked here when I should have looked there. I look and analyze each one of the incompletions, each one of the uh, uh, interceptions, and saw that I did something wrong. I threw to the wrong receiver. I didn't read the, the, the defense. There's always a reason for the failure, always. And so that's why failure, if you go and, and study it and look at it as quickly as I did there on the sideline, I'm, I'm less apt to repeat that mistake, and I'm going to learn from that mistake, and I'm going to be better at reading the defense and making sure I'm throwing to the right receiver. And so football, you know, that's real quick, isn't it? I mean, it's just split second. Everything is real quick. And, and life and business is real, is real, is, is, is real fast. But, and we do a lot of things. The, I say you've got to fail faster. If you're not pushing the envelope, if you're not trying more things, then you're not going to be relevant. In order to be relevant, you've got to try more things. Oh, I've got the answer. I've got this business figured out. I've got the notion of customer service. We never have it figured out. Right. Someone else never. is right on your tail, and they're going to figure it and out, too. And you've got to stay ahead of the game. That's exactly right, and you know, I, I look. I, I play golf. I look at a lot of golf, and I look at these golfers. It's the most frustrating game in the history of the world. <laughs> look at Tiger Woods. He can. He's having a hard time, you know, finding a golf swing, being able to keep the ball in the fairway, winning a tournament, and 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 it, and that happens in in, in in warp speed. And so, all golfers have got to constantly reinvent themselves and examine because it's it's an inexact thing. Everything is inexact. It's, but right now, with with the innovation we have of technology, of being able to do so many things, of being able to reach out and, and, and touch so many more people and learn from that touching of more people, everything I've learned, Shep, is from what I read, what I hear, or what I see. I, I have never had an original thought. I learn from other people, so I've got to be out there, read, talk, talk to Shep, and, and talk to Billy Bob and Mary Sue, Talk to customers and ask, "What do you need? What's what do you like? What do you don't like about our products or about our services?" Right. Talk to people. Ask questions. That's all part of this whole thing. When I think I've got to be perfect, I got to you know where I don't make any mistakes, and and I and to be a leader, I've got to be omnipotent. That's ridiculous. The greatest <laughs> coaches I've had, the greatest teammates I've had. The greatest business entrepreneurs, from Sam Walton, the founder of Walmart, to Bernie Marcus, the founder of Home Depot, these were people that understood and embraced failure. And right. it wasn't it wasn't like failure is a bad thing. It's a good thing because you're trying something. 
So give us the best examples, the most memorable examples of some of the biggest failures. And, and we've been talking a lot about football. I want to talk a little bit about business because I would imagine there are people out there, failed entrepreneurs. Uh, and as I mentioned, maybe a, a person loses their job and they're thrown into the world of potential entrepreneurship. And that's why I was wondering how you get your head in the game. I mean, how do you, how do you get your confidence back? And Well, here's the thing. Don't let a defeat hurt your confidence. If your heart is right, and your heart being right, and my heart is right, I want to I wanna absolutely help my customer. If I'm going to help my customer, I've got to listen to my customer. If something goes wrong, I've got to listen to my customer and not ignore it. I, I, I want to have the, the best team around me, and that team has got to be a team that understands that culture trumps everything else. And what do I mean by culture? The culture is, I can, Chef, I can give you, the Seattle Seahawks have been great the last two years. Won a Super Bowl and almost won another Super Bowl. And Pete Carroll's a good friend of mine, the, the, the head coach. And, and he'll talk to you about this. If I've got 40 all-pro players on my team and I don't have a culture of respect, a culture of love, a culture of, 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 of making things better, and being uh, 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 wanting to get better and wanting to be more effective, then I'm not going to win. And we got to understand that we treat everybody with respect. We are transparent. We tell the truth. And when we do that, we we start solving problems. My biggest, you know, back in I, I had a technology company partnership with with IBM, and we took it from two million to 129 million in just a just two or three years. And I thought. Wow, I've got IBM, the biggest, strongest company in the world. We've got we've got technology products out there that are changing the world. And guess what? I we weren't pushing the envelope. And a year later, we were obsolete. What and happened? You might say, well, how could you be obsolete with IBM? Well, IBM got obsolete too. I, I, they had to re, reinvent themselves four or five times. And, and and they were in denial, and I was in denial, and that that all of a sudden that 129 million of revenue was irrelevant because we had not pushed the envelope to go to the next to the next degree. Whatever I have thought, I've had it figured out. I don't, and that's true of everybody. And I am so cognizant of that today at age 75, and I have been for for years and years and years. That the exciting thing is, I know I don't have it figured out. I've got to, I've got to go and talk and listen and ask questions of, of my customers and my and my partners and my and my associates to be able to to see how we can help be more effective and help our customers do better. And now, with technology as it is, as I've repeated and repeated, my goodness. There is no limit to what we can do. Our yeah, limit is our, our, our own restraint, and our own restraint comes from I am now big, important, and powerful, and rich, and I don't have to say thank you to anybody. I've got it all made, and that is the start of a disaster. Right. I mean, as, as successful as you are, and I know you're out there, uh, we all have, you know, you have your show, uh, you have your successes, you, you know, you, you have nice cars uh, and even a plane. 
here's the thing. I know you. You are one of the most humble and nicest people, uh, and I admire you for that. I don't want to get away. You said something, and I wrote something down as a result of what you said that I want to give you this line because I think it it sums it up. At the same time, uh, I think we can expand on it. You were talking about you can put 40 of the best players together, but without the culture, and you went on to define what the culture is as respect and and uh, et cetera, et cetera, love, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Here's my line that it came out of that. You can play the game with your brain or you can play it with your heart. Now, you have to assume there's some level of skill to start with. So who do you think is going to win? Yeah. The one with the brains or the one that has the heart on top of it all? It's the heart. You have, you know? It's the heart. It's the culture but, that and, you create. And that's that, 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 the big word, culture. And, and by the way, if you're a solo entrepreneur, you've got to define what your culture is. You've got to define what yeah. you stand for if you expect to be able to deliver at this level. You know, and the culture, we, we, we said respect, transparency, Treat everybody with respect. Your 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 newest, youngest, less experienced employee. You treat them with the same respect that you with your most accomplished employee or most accomplished uh, player. Uh, that's what it is. I think culture comes down to the L word. I think the L word is the most important word of the culture. That's the love word. Yeah, and you people are love. afraid to use that word, aren't they? Oh, I know. And and in that locker room. In my 18 years of the National Football League, I love my teammates. I love my equipment men. I love my trainers and our coaches and our people in that locker room. It was a culture of love. And when you have a culture of love, you have the ultimate power. You have the ultimate togetherness. And and when that drives your business, when that drives then you're going to feel so good. You will have all the passion that Shep and I have. You have all the confidence. You cannot keep us down because we're doing the right work for the right reasons, and we're making an impact on people's lives, be they our partners, our employees, or our customers. And that's what makes me at 75 have this energy because – wouldn't it be awful? We we got so many people now. The biggest growth in the in the startup market of businesses is fifty to sixty four. Fifty to sixty four. Yeah, and isn't that great? That because means there's hope for me yet. Selfish. <laughs> it, well, think of this. Wouldn't it be selfish for us who are over fifty, who have all this experience and all this learning, hopefully, to just go off and play and play croquet at at, at the villages in Orlando, Florida? It's our I wouldn't know how to do that. I want to go out and spread the gospel, spread the word, spread the experience, spread the knowledge to be able to help other people have the life that you and I have had, Shep, and, and be able to do things they never thought they could do. That's what this book's about, and that's what all your work's about. All right. Well, we're going to talk more about the book, and also when we come back in just a moment, I want you to tell us what you learned from Sam Walton, who was one of your mentors. I mean, that's a yep. great name. Yeah, dry. yeah, one of my mentors, Sam Walton. Love it. You're that's listening right. to Amazing Business Radio. We're interviewing Fran Tarkenton. We're talking about his new book, which is all about the power of failure, the gift of failure. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. 
Shep Hyken here back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Fran Tarkenden about his new and latest book, The Power of Failure. And by the way, this book is available where? Everywhere, yes? Everywhere. And, and, and you know, the easiest place, go to Amazon.com. Yeah, everybody goes and, to Amazon. And order it. And uh, it's so easy. And it's in bookstores, but you don't need to go to the books. You go to Amazon.com. Order your book, and it's it's easy. All right. So as we wrap up our final segment here, here's some things I want to talk about. I want to know your biggest failure in football, your biggest failure in business, and what you learn from each of these. Okay. That's a fair question, and I'm going to answer it this way. I've never looked at any loss I've had, any Super Bowl loss, uh, uh, as, as, uh, as terminally ill. Uh, I, failure has never bothered me. Uh, I, and, and I know you've asked me about the biggest failure. All my failures, all the things that didn't work are my failures. And they are, you know, everybody wants to be a winner or a loser. I never look at the failures making me a loser. The failures make me a winner. I've never looked at it as a defeat. It, it, when I don't respect it, when I don't acknowledge it, when I don't own it, then I've lost the value of it. So my Super Bowl losses, I don't look to those losses and people say, well, that's your biggest failures of all time in sports. I don't look at them that way. When I built my technology company and, and, and with IBM and with all the great, uh, you know, the greatest technology company of the, of the, of the 80s when I was there, and, and, and we ran out of juice, that wasn't uh, a failure. That was a great learning experience that made me a thousand times better, a thousand times more responsive. So I think the, the secret to all of this for me I never, I've never, I've, I've got the extreme com, uh, ultimate confidence. I, I, I have that confidence by going out and pushing the envelope and trying things and doing things. And if they don't work out, I learn from them. And if I don't do that, if I don't take ownership of, 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 of these things, then that's a real, that's a real failure. And that's when I, if I've had those times from time to time, and maybe I have, I don't remember many. But that's when I really failed, and that's when I felt bad about myself. And and to fix that, I had to I had to acknowledge that this is this is part of life, and this is part of learning. And I want to be better at seventy five today than I was yesterday. And I cannot be better if I don't try to push that envelope, and 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 and, and then better myself. And we have better better products, better services that help people solve problems. Right, and it's not just a failure. The, 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 fa- the failure isn't just the failure. It's the missed opportunity as a result of the failure. And people, people don't see that. Now, I know that a lot of people listening to this, and people say this to me all the time, Shep, you're the most positive guy I know. Well, Fran, you may be more positive than I. There's no doubt about it. But then again, you've got a few years <laughs> on me. I got, I got years to catch up on you. Here's the thing. Yeah. This positive thinking is not, it's not a bunch of hokum. No, this is the real deal. And it's not so much that I was born with this attitude because my brother and sister, they look at me sometimes like I'm a little wacky and a little crazy. It's how, and I think you're the same way, we've chosen to look at things. We've chosen to accept Well, here's the deal. I think this. I think so much of positivity is artificial. Your positivity... A positive is not artificial. Mine is not artificial, and and but that doesn't mean that everything I I do works. It doesn't. That doesn't mean I win all the games, complete all the passes, make all the putts. Doesn't. I I enjoy uh, uh, pushing the envelope 
to be like Thomas Edison. Try, try, try. And I, that doesn't make me negative. It makes me, wow, this is getting really good. This is getting exciting. I'm We're getting, getting closer. I, I'm, I'm going to turn that corner. I, I'm going to solve that problem. And, and that's the difference. But if it's just I wake up, I want to be positive to be positive because all, if I'm positive, everything will be just great. That's not true. Right. So this failure will be thing just is, great. yeah, it, it's what happens is this. You, you go, you, 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 you go do it and acknowledge right. it and learn from it. Yeah. And you, and sometimes if you don't hit a goal, that doesn't mean you failed. You know, there, no. are, there are people that, you know, uh, they gap out. And, and that's a term that a friend of mine, Dan Sullivan, uses. He's, he's the coach that I go to on a quarterly yep. basis. He calls it gapping out. You know, I want to I want to win the Super Bowl. And so you yep. fight hard to get to the Super Bowl and maybe you don't win. But if you didn't yep. have that goal to go to the Super Bowl and win that Super Bowl, you might have not have even gotten to the playoffs because you had to no, prepare it, and go all the yeah. way. And you can gap out over that. You can want to lose 20 pounds, and at the end of your deadline of 90 days of losing 20 pounds, you only lose 14. And you go, darn it, I failed. No, you didn't. You lost 14 pounds. Well, think of this. Think of going and winning that Super Bowl. Yeah. I never thought, if, what if I have won that Super Bowl? I said, wow. This is the biggest game in the world. I've got it all figured out. Yep. And you don't. Just <laughs> you just don't. It's a game. That Super Bowl game was no harder or easier than my regular season games. It's a football game. Uh, and 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 that's what. It's the realism of life. The joy of life is to go out and 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 serve people, to help people, to solve problems. If your goal, and my business goal is very simply that, it's to be the best uh, business partner my partners could ever want. It'd be the best uh, person that my customer could possibly do business with because they know I'm going to listen to them, we're going to react to them, we're going to solve problems for them, we're going to make products world-class for them that, 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 that give them something that they want, not that I want them to have. That's the difference. When it's when when you go to to please other people and to solve problems for other people, not just your kids and your family and your friends, but your customers. Right. It's then not just about sudden, me. It's about all them. Of, all of a sudden, you're you're you're, you're driven by by a higher power. Right. So speaking of people who are, are, and I know the higher power is extreme higher power, but let's talk about a high powered guy. Your mentor, we're starting to run out of time, and I do not want to miss the opportunity to talk about Sam Walton and the lessons that you learned from Sam. Sam Walton's the greatest uh, uh, business person that's ever lived. High school graduate, he spent his time with customers. I learned so much from Mr. Sam, and I knew him when I was in my, in, in my early 40s, new to business, uh, and, and he, was, he was Walmart, and he even took time to ask me questions. What did I think about this? What did I think? He asked questions. I'd walk with him in his, in his stores that he was opening up, and he's asking questions to the customers. He called his people associates. He cared about getting better, giving people the greatest value, the greatest service, the greatest products. This was a unique human being that never had a bad day. You talk about positive, but what drove his positivity was he was out there doing and challenging and owning and making, wanting to bring the people the best products. Let me give you one story, because I know you've got to go. I said, Mr. Sam, did you ever make a mistake? He said, oh, my goodness. He said, 
I made thousands, tens of thousands. That was his failures. I said, mistake then. I didn't know about failure. He said, all those were mistakes and failures. I said, I said, just, I said, you made thousands of mistakes. Just tell me one. So he told me, he said, you know, I, I knew people wanted low, uh, uh, low prices. But what I didn't realize, they wanted low prices, branded goods. I gave them low prices with brand X. That wasn't good enough. I finally, I learned very quickly, they wanted top brands, low prices. And he says, I, I got the top two brands in every item that I have in the stores. And that was his, you know, his, his learning. His learning was, was curious, happy, work, share. I never saw him have a harsh word to anybody. Wow. And I was with him for days and hours and weeks and months. This was a man who worked for other people, cared for other people, and by helping other people, his own people, his associates, his customers, his business partners, that drove him to the happiness and positivity that he had. Wow. Well, there, there's, you know, here's the deal, Fran. I can talk to you for seven hours a day for many, many days. You've got so much wisdom. Your experiences are amazing. Here's what I'm going to recommend to our listeners. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200 until you go out and buy The Power of Failure because this is a book that really, it will change your life. It'll change the way you think. It may flip the switch that takes you to the very next level. So buy this book. Now, before we go, I always ask my guests one final question, and here it is. What's the one thing that you want to make sure that everybody knows at the end of our conversation today that they can go out, use, potentially change your life? And it might be just an emphasis of something that you've already said, but what's that one little gem? Well, the one little gem, I tell stories in this book, all the, some of the stories that we've told here of my life experiences, of my learning from the failure of, of, of things that I did and how I got to where I've gotten and how I have learned at the rapid pace. And here's the, if I get, leave you with one thought, the, 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 I think the secret to success in any walk of life is to, is to get rid of selfish me and put my emphasis and my focus on my business partners, my customers, the people that I deal with. When my focus goes away from selfish me to the people around me, then I have a much better chance of doing well in this world. Wow, great words. Great words to, to learn from and live by, not just in business, but your personal lives and your family lives. Fran, thanks so much for being on the show. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. I can't wait to hear all the great things. This book is just out, The Power of Failure. You're going to love this book, people. You've got to get the book. Thanks for listening. My name's Shep Hyken. You've been listening to Amazing Business Radio. And our guest today was Fran Tarkenton, the author of many books, but the most recent one, The Power of Failure. Everybody go out there and get it. And remember, always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.